Assisting veterans in their transition to civilian careers provides them the opportunity to be as successful in business as they were in the military. Today on the Financial Operating Base, we will speak with Rob Carilla, Army Special Operations Veteran and Executive Director of Your Grateful Nation, a nonprofit organization committed to transitioning Special Operations veterans into their next successful career. Welcome to the Financial Operating Base, a podcast and community to help you, the veteran entrepreneur, to navigate the terrain and accomplish your mission of business success. And joining us today, we have Rob Carilla, the Executive Director of Your Grateful Nation. Rob, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here. Thanks, Jeff. Rob, let's jump right in. Um, why don't you just tell us your background, your overview of your time in the military, and then your transition into the private sector and specifically um, leadership within uh, the nonprofit world. Yeah, okay. Great, Jeff. So uh, I was blessed to have almost 27 years in the army um, and you know really found my place in the seven special forces group uh, and and spent my you know almost the last decade of my uh, sort of 27 years with them and um, it was a, an incredible opportunity uh, to be around uh, some of the greatest Americans I think of our generation and uh, um, but uh, as like everyone else in the army, um, sooner or later, you're done. And uh, so, so when we knew that uh, message was was uh, transmitted to us, uh, we decided to stay in the Panhandle of, of Florida, and uh, and we had to we had to sort of figure out what it was that we were going to do because, as you know, Jeff, uh, this is a tourist town. It's not a sort of capital of of industry. Um, and so, you know, I, I joined uh, this program uh, that was offered by Your Grateful Nation, and it was sort of in its nascent stages. And, uh, but it was very helpful to me largely because it helped me uh, sort of think about and organize my thoughts in such a way that um, I could be confident about having or developing a plan uh, to, to transition into the private sector. Um, and, you know, I was very fortunate indeed to, to be blessed uh, to be partnered up with a mentor uh, who's still a very close friend of mine, Todd Cucci, uh, who's an investment banker with SunTrust. Um, and even though I knew, you know, from the beginning, I wasn't going to be an investment banker, um, I, it was great to see how he saw the world and the types of things that he appreciated and the types of skills uh, that he sort of valued both within his uh, uh, sort of industry and segment, but also more broadly in the private sector. Um, and so I took a job as the COO of an innovation uh, laboratory that does work uh, in uh, support of our national laboratories. And uh, we're able to grow that business pretty successfully. Uh, over just a little bit of time. Um, and about that time, you know, uh, uh, the leadership, the chairman of, of YGN came back to me and said, hey, um, we would be uh, interested in you coming back and, and taking over this 
501c3 and really trying to see if you can take it to a different level. Um, that was seven days before Christmas, you know, in, in 2017. Timely. Uh, so, so for the last two and a half years, we've been trying to do just that. Um, and we've been able to, to meet some, some great folks uh, from throughout the special operations community, including yourself. Uh, and, and that's a privilege. But, you know, as we've discussed in the past, it's also a huge privilege to meet all those great Americans out there who've never put on a uniform, um, but who really value what our guys uh, bring in terms of intellect and communication skills and problem solving skills, um, but also just in terms of being uh, patriots and citizens of America. And so, uh, like I say, it's just been a, a huge blessing to be associated with YGN over the past uh, three or four years. And I would echo that too, just in, in my helping out with, um, in my getting to know you and YGN, um, it's a great community, great organization with a great mission. Um, so talk through how it was founded um, and what the actual mission is and what you're doing to actually help uh, special operations personnel. Right, right. So uh, it's sort of an interesting story. Uh, in the, the years following uh, the raid on, onto Osama bin Laden in Pakistan, uh, the, the, one of the, the sort of leading members of that uh, raid is a guy by the name of Rob O'Neill. And uh, he was at a reception in uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, sort of just uh, making the rounds. And, and he, he walked into this group of four uh, people that, were, that wanted to talk to him. And, and they said, uh, essentially, okay, uh, that was two years ago. You're getting out of the Navy. What are you going to do now? And uh, his response was one that I think is very common to our special operations community guys. And, and he said, hey, look, I don't think uh, that companies like Home Depot or Verizon are looking for me to, uh, you know, go and uh, knock on someone's door in the middle of the night in some third party uh, nation and, uh, and break things and kill people. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, essentially, I don't think I have any skills that would resonate in the private sector. And, uh, you know, fortunately for, as a result of that discussion, they said to Rob, um, number one, you are a bigger than life personality. You should, you should embrace that. Um, but two, more broadly, guys like you um, who have these um, incredible skills um, are also incredibly talented in ways that do that are valued in the private sector. And those are things like the ability to be a leader, the ability to be a follower, uh, the ability to um, influence a group of individuals to become a team and solve a problem um, in, in many times in ways that uh, uh, will come in under budget. Um, and in many times in ways that will come, you know, ahead of schedule. And they said, and it was interesting because there was a defense, there was the owner of a defense company, the editor of a newspaper, a large newspaper on the West Coast, um, the CEO of a Fortune 50 company, um, and a former uh, intelligence operative. And those four people said, Rob, you're missing it. 
we, the American business community needs guys like you to come in and help us uh, deliver the type of value that, that we want to be able to deliver to our customers. And so from that conversation, um, you know, Rob went out and, and, you know, launched his speaking career and, and has done pretty well, you know, kind of famous guy. Um, but also those four uh, senior executives got together and started um, this company. And just the four of them did with their own checkbooks, uh, without any sort of government uh, or, or military uh, uh, guidance, um, pooled their resources, started this 501c3, and then uh, about 14 months later, uh, they accepted their first guy. And that was in 2014. And uh, since that time, uh, we are now uh, to the point where I'm checking my numbers. I think we've helped 203 uh, special operators uh, go into uh, high performance companies in leading or executive roles. Um, and, and specifically, that's where our focus is. And, and so our program, as you sort of asked, is a program that is designed um, to work with the operator who's about a year from transitioning out. And he's you know, just beginning really to, to intellectually grapple with this idea of, well, all I've ever wanted to be was an operator and I'm, I am that. But for whatever reason, it's my time to depart. And uh, I need to sort of understand how to think about that. Um, and so our program starts there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, psychometric testing and assessments on the front side. Um, we have this fantastic relationship with this organization, uh, this executive coaching uh, entity out of Maryland called the Atlantic Leadership Group. And, uh, and Melba Holliday, who's the, the owner and founder of the company, works with every single one of our guys uh, and girls. And, and what she is doing is, is attempting to help them frame themselves in their new context. And they start with the psychometric testing and assessment, uh, largely designed to, to help them understand uh, where their value might be in the private sector. And then uh, as, it, as the executive coaching develops, it's how to communicate that value in a way that resonates with high performers in the private sector. Um, so, so that's our first phase. We follow that up with a personal branding workshop um, that's largely designed to help our people um, understand the cultural assimilation that they will have to do uh, to create personal, a personal brand that is coherent across all the domains, whether they are intellectual, whether they are communications-based, um, presentation-based, social media-based. We want to, to help our guys create this coherent uh, image or brand of themselves in a way that resonates again with the industries they're looking at. When they complete that, Jeff, they'll move into our exploration phase. Um, and that is one of our really sort of unique, um, one of the ways that we bring unique value to guys. We will, we will team them up with a, a former executive, or in some cases, a current executive like with me, 
uh, within an industry or a geographic area that they that the that the fellow is introduced uh, as a, a an item or a location or a role of of interest, and they will use this hypothesis that goes something like this: Hi, I'm Jeff Wright. I am smart. I've been successful in everything I've ever done. I think I want to be uh, an investment banker for a um, a private equity or, or or perform an investment banking type of role for a private equity firm in the South. Okay, if that's your hypothesis, let's go test that. Let's go meet private equity guys. Let's go and spend some time with different folks that represent M&A firms or, or diligence firms or capital uh, family offices. And, and let's sort of test our hypothesis because what we might find is we might be able to focus and say, as a matter of fact, I know exactly which company I want to be involved with. And, um, I, you know, this is the place, this is the, the role and, and things go, you know, very, very smoothly once you identify that. Um, but for others, they might find out that, hey, no, investment banking uh, is, is not me. I'm not the analyst type, but I'm really good at dealing with customers. And so maybe, maybe I, I become you know, a client-facing uh, guy for a financial entity. And, and, and that's where my bid is. So that's what we do in exploration. Um, as, as, the, as a fellow gets more and more focused on, on what it is that he really is interested and capable uh, and aligned with, um, we'll start to identify those, the leading companies, the, the highest performing companies in that sector. Um, then we'll identify the, the leaders of those companies. Um, and then we'll identify ways to uh, sort of engineer uh, relationships with those leaders of those companies in those industries um, in such a way that, that we can um, really try to increase the likelihood of success in a way that um, applying to a job board online, we'll, we'll never be able to duplicate. Um, we're all about the people all the time, and, and we believe that people um, do business with other people they like, um, and that includes hiring uh, and, and that sort of thing. And so that's, that's where our focus is. Um, as we move through that, Jeff, uh, we also have a contract negotiation support team. Um, for guys, because as you know, um, in the military, there there is the same notion that's um, kind of like what the private sector would call an offer letter, except that it's called orders, and you don't negotiate it; you, <laughs> you yeah. accept it. <laughs> but in the private sector, um, just accepting an offer um, is not necessarily appropriate for a future or current executive. In fact, it's almost a test. And so we help them pass that test um, and really uh, endear themselves um, with, you know, compensation packages for their family, uh, but also in a way that does not create any sort of uh, negative consequences within the family or, or within the, the business that he's becoming a part of. Um, and then uh, the last thing that we just added about the time that, uh, you know, we, we sort of uh, asked you to, to participate was this how to be successful in the first 100 days. And uh, so now we, we, our program extends into the first 100 days and it's largely designed 
to help a guy have a develop a deliberate plan to deliver value in the first 100 days without um or or i should say minimizing any sort of cultural conflict any sort of uh misunderstandings um or uh, uh, false expectations on either side and again they'll be working with a former executive with you know 30 to 50 years of experience who will help them develop this plan and uh, we've, we've had a lot of good feedback uh from that so so you know in, in summary um we take a guy a year out and we take him you know three months into uh, his next great opportunity uh and you know like i say i think we're at 203 204 right now so real 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 happy with with uh what we've been able to do it's it's fascinating it's fun to watch and it's fun to be a part of um and there's a couple things that i want to highlight to to the listeners that make this really unique. There's there's really three. It's been you know well documented the challenge that veterans have translating their skill set into a private sector application in a way to communicate that. Um, I would suggest that that is amplified in the special operations community because it's all the more selective. It's all the more classified. Um, and, and such. And so it's even harder, I think, even if it's a group of people that is even more elite, perhaps, um, it becomes even harder to make that um, transferable from a communication standpoint um, into the private sector. So that's one thing that's, that's very unique. Um, another thing that is very unique, as I see it, is that there are plenty of um, service member placement organizations um, but don't miss this, listeners, that this is a nonprofit. So you remove the incentive to place somebody as quickly as possible for a placement fee. Um, so I think that's really important to understand. Um, and then the last is what you touched on at the end is seeing through that first 100 days. Because again, most of the time, uh, transition looks like, okay, you're there, good luck, and sayonara. So I think that's tremendous, um, those three things that make YGN unique. Yeah, and, and Jeff, you know, um, I, I agree. Um, we, we think about our role with these special operators um, in, in a way that somewhat goes to the, the, the old sort of story. If you teach a man uh, to fish, uh, or I should say, if you give a man a fish, he can eat for one day. If you teach a man to fish, he'll never be hungry for the rest of his life. Um, if we are successful, we are really um, helping a, a, a special operator understand the behaviors and communications methods of executives and high potential, high performance individuals in the private sector. And then we just help them understand how they sort of can align there. Because at the end of the day, um, if we put two high performers in a room, they will recognize one another within about 30 seconds. And, and that establishes the foundation for onward discussion. Um, and it doesn't matter if you are a Navy SEAL or a, an investment banker at uh, JP Morgan, um, or, you know, one of the, the leading uh, uh, business development guys at, uh, 
you know, Verizon. Um, those, those performers um, will sort of recognize one another uh, very quickly. And if we get that right, uh, you know, our guys sell themselves. They, at the end of the day, they really are special. And, uh, and they really can add value um, if they understand how to present that value and who to present it to, right? And, and so um, that's what we try to do. Very well said. Um, so thinking about your journey, because you were on one side as, as a senior special forces officer, um, then into um, an executive in the for-profit business world, and now an executive in the nonprofit world. Um, having all three of those experiences, what advice would you give to yourself as a special forces officer when you were thinking about transitioning? Yeah, so that's a great question, and, and one that I am blessed to be able to, to talk about uh, almost two or three times a day, and it's this. Um, number one, um, no one or, or very few people in America um, understand what the special operations community is really like. Um, but at the same time, almost all of them will value that time. Uh, but that does not equate to uh, some sort of precondition where they are therefore obliged uh, to uh, give you a, a six-figure salary because of what you were. Instead, um, bet on yourself. Don't be. Don't take heed of your fears. Bet on yourself, be confident, and, and go out and, and try to find the people that, that agree that your talent is what they need. And for those that don't, um, those companies that are out there that cannot or will not uh, sort of acknowledge uh, that value, then thank them very kindly and move on. Um, it is not, it's not personal. And, and it's certainly not uh, in any way a, a degradation of your service or a mischaracterization or poor characterization of the type of talent that you have if you're in the Ranger Regiment or in the Special Forces Regiment or you know, in the Special Warfare Community. It, 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 is, it is simply a data point. And so the best thing I could recommend to me is um, understand that uh, it's not going to be free. It's not going to be easy. But if you uh, dedicate yourself and have a deliberate plan, uh, then you can really maximize your opportunity to find other people out there who do agree in what your value is. And like I said earlier, people like to do business with people they like. So go find people you like and figure out how you can do business with them. Uh, it's, it's really uh, straightforward, not to be confused with easy. I love it. Bet on yourself. That's, that's one of the best pieces of advice that I would echo for sure. Um, so let's, let's flip the conversation a little bit. You're now running a rapidly growing nonprofit organization. 
talk about some of the challenges and lessons learned um, from the business side of that because it's still a business, it still is an organization that you have to run, uh, lead, and manage efficiently. Um, and we have plenty of listeners in the nonprofit space and, and have had uh, executive directors on the show before. Um, so that's a part of our community from a running a business perspective. So talk through that, some of the challenges and lessons um, that you see um, as the leader of the organization. Right. So I, I think I would say what uh, I think uh, a, a lot of uh, executives that, that own P&Ls uh, would say, and that is that uh, um, if, if at the end of the day, um, your expenses are greater than your revenue, you're not an entity, you're a hobby, uh, and you have no future. So uh, that means that um, uh, from, from our perspective as a 501c3, uh, we cannot provide this, this sort of incredible service unless we're able to drive revenue. Uh, and so, you know, at least 50% of uh, all of my focus and priority has to be on maintaining re uh, revenue, um, you know, and, and certainly uh, we want to manage expenses, right? But you're never going to manage your expenses uh, uh, to, towards growth. Um, you can simply, by managing your expenses, you're able to, to sort of use the revenue and the resources you have to the greatest effect possible. Um, for a 501c3, I think that is, um, you know, very important, both for the running of the organization, but also for the donors, right? Uh, um, there are all kinds of donors out there and, and have different motivations for, for providing the resources that they do. Um, and it might be out of a, a, a sense of uh, patriotism. It might be out of a sense of gratitude. Um, it might be uh, out of a, a, an obligation um, to some former time or some former person. Um, so, you know, when a guy like you says to me, hey, I, I was in the Rangers and, and I met some great, great Americans there. I left. I've become very, very successful. Um, I would like to, you know, participate and volunteer my time and resources uh, to help those other guys be successful. Uh, that's a that's a that's a heavy responsibility, and and we as the staff have to take it seriously, um, and and try to make sure that the value that you get is is also commensurate with your expectation. So, um, uh, you know, we could you know seriously, um, we could talk about the financial piece forever. And I know you're a numbers guy. Um, so you know more than I do in terms of how to manage that. But uh, at this point, we're simply trying to automate as much as we can um, and create systems uh, and processes uh, so that uh, we, we can all uh, do one another's job if, uh, if we have to take you know, time out for whatever reason. And uh, we can continue to provide the type of service that we do um, while also uh, interacting with other high performance companies in a way that they expect uh, to be sort of dealt with. And, and um, you know, I guess our challenge is uh, when you deal with JP Morgan on Madison Avenue in New York City, 
Um, there is no uh, sort of room for um, being late or you know, not being dressed the appropriate way or not being able to get your uh, sort of media up. Um, you've got to be on if you want to be taken seriously. And, and so um, that's what we try to do as, as much as we or possibly can. Great stuff. And just to read that back kind of in reverse order, three things that you touched on throughout this conversation were operations and efficiency, which you just touched on. And just prior to that, you mentioned what's even more important is driving and providing value, which is at the core of it. And at the beginning of the conversation, um, you touched on the most important thing, which is the mission and the purpose um, and that why. So that's great stuff. Um, is there a, we ask every guest this, is there a leadership or motivational quote or mantra or um, philosophy that you kind of keep in your pocket and drives you every day? Uh, there's a quote out there that says, uh, uh, a journey of a thousand steps begins with the first one. And um, I, I guess I would say that uh, that, is, that is what we all have to do. Um, and even four-star generals sooner or later are told they are no longer required to, to participate in the defense of their country. And uh, so all of us have a new journey um, and all of us uh, within the community, I believe, have the talent uh, to really contribute to uh, American success. They just have to find a new outlet. And, and so uh, hopefully for, for those that we get to work with, we, we are able to help them begin their, their thousand step journey in a way that, uh, you know, the first step is in the right direction. Rob, this is a great conversation. Um, it's been a great time having you on. Um, no doubt someone listening may want to reach out um, and either help support your Grateful Nation, um, perhaps apply to be a fellow, or just connect with you um, for one reason or another. So how can someone that's listening uh, reach out to you? Right, so Jeff, uh, uh, we would love to talk with any and all uh, of those sort of demographics. Um, clearly, uh, our website is uh, ygn.org. Uh, that is spelled Yankee Golf November uh, at uh, um, uh, or dot .org. Um, and you know, if they want to reach out to me specifically, there's a data uh, capture on the website and, and all they have to do is uh, indicate that they would like to talk with me. It will, you know, this is one of our automated systems. Uh, and with that uh, sort of uh, uh, keyword, it will come straight to my uh, desk. Uh, so for, for those of you, those of your listeners that, that would like to participate in our program, ygn.org. For those uh, of your listeners that say, hey, look, I, I would like to you know, contribute financially, um, ygn.org. Uh, and for those uh, sort of great Americans that are just out there supporting uh, you know, our special operators, whether they are in YGN or not, um, I guess I would just say we are thrilled uh, that, we, that we have you out there uh, and that, uh, you know, we have a, a fairly active Instagram page and LinkedIn page and, and Facebook. And, and, and what we do there is uh, capture some of the stories of our great guys that uh, are moving through this journey. And, and so, you know, if you're able to, to participate or follow some of those channels, um, you'll get a real glimpse uh, into, you know, the individuals 
who are coming through the program and the types of value that they could bring to your company. Rob, you're a good friend of mine, uh, great mission and a great organization. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Jeff. And we leave you today with a quote from General Stanley McChrystal. There's likely a place in paradise for people who tried hard, but what really matters is succeeding. If that requires you to change, that's your mission. Thanks for joining us on the Financial Operating Base podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so send us your questions or feedback to financialoperatingbase at gmail.com.